0: Welcome back to another episode of The Six versus Everybody. I say this with caution as Toronto Superfan Ivan Makerich here with my good friend Tammy. Uh life has just kind of thrown us a whole bunch of curveballs that have kind of gotten in the way of uh recording episodes of the podcast. Um I got engaged recently and uh I'm in the search of uh, finding a house, and Tammy has a lot of baby time uh, festivities to take care of uh, with uh, my beautiful nephew uh, Henry. But uh, we figured it'd be only fitting to jump back in, kind of letting the dust settle a little bit. It is today is June second. Yeah, June June second. So we had one day of.
1: Morning, I guess.
0: Morning, I guess, of the terrible breakdown that is the Toronto Maple Leafs at the hands of uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Um, wow. <laughs> what to say? Just... Ah, man, disappointment is, you know, is an understatement at this point, I guess. I, along with every Toronto fan, imaginable is feeling right now, and it's just it was, you know, there was a lot of high hopes and expectations of, uh, you know, I know Maple Leaf fans are always every year this could be the year, but you know, the feeling was a bit different this year. I mean, uh, we added like after last season losing to Columbus, um, and the fact that we didn't we lack grit. And we lacked a few different and just leadership qualities and stuff like that. You know, we Dubis went out and like and everybody says. Okay, he sort of handcuffed us with the big four signings and and the forty million and four players. However, he you know and and that's you know that is understandable. I can understand a lot of fans just you know the fact that we're sort of handcuffed. That being said, though. Um, He still, with the money he did have, he managed to pick up TJ Brody. That was a great pickup. Picked up a couple veteran players and Wayne Simmons with a little bit of grit and Joe Thornton, Jumbo Joe with uh, some leadership qualities along with uh, Stanley Cup champion and uh, Zach Bogosian. And, you know, the the idea was that, you know, they were going to hopefully make a den in the playoffs this year. Um, I don't think people were questioning about whether or not they were going to necessarily win the division. They, if they weren't winning the division, they were going to be a close second. But, you know, they kind of ran away with it. And, uh, you know, they performed very well in the regular season. But, you know, and even still, at the trade deadline, you know, uh, Kyle Dubas, you know, decided to trade a first-round pick. Now, a lot of people are questioned now, in hindsight, questioning the first round pick, but at the time, like, I mean, with the fact that a lot of the minor or the, the leagues where you're drafting these players from were closed because of COVID and the fact that it's kind of a wash for this draft and the fact that like, I mean, the Leafs are finishing at the, near the top of the league. So the draft pick is going to be relatively low anyways, not really too much risk in bringing in Nick Felino for that. Now in hindsight, Nick Felino didn't score a goal for the Leafs, so, in the end, it looks really terrible. Um, yeah, that was just an awful showing. It was, um, you know, it, it's just, it's disappointing on so many levels. Like, how do you go up three games to one and you just, you know, you have three opportunities to beat them? I think this one hurts even more than everybody brings up the Boston series where. They lost they were up four one in game seven and they unfortunately lost in the third period. I don't know how does that happen? However, they were also down three games to one, were not expected to win in that series in the first place. So that one did hurt, but I feel this one hurts a lot more because the expectation was is that they're gonna make a run, maybe not necessarily make it to the Stanley Cup final, but make a run, at least make it out of the first round at the bare minimum beating a team that doesn't even have one legit scorer on that team. They have Carey Price, which a lot of people are praising, saying he he had a great series and stuff like that. But in the end, he was playing catch out there, basically. You didn't put anybody in front of him. You didn't kind of rattle his cage a little bit. You know, there never seemed to be a lot of heart with the team. They, all the 50-50 pucks, they weren't, you know, as Sean Avery would say, "Hungry on pucks, and that's how you win playoff games. You got to be hungry. You got to be willing to go in the corners and thump and chase and have a little bit more heart. And they lacked all of that. They just didn't seem to care. In Game Five, they came out flat. Couple bad plays. They're down to nothing. They got back in. Go to overtime. Okay, Galchenyuk, bad giveaway." Uh, they go back, they score. Suzuki scores. All right, so now game six. You gotta. You have to win it at that point. You have to win it. You have to come out flying. They came out, not only did they come out flat, they are falling all over themselves. They couldn't put any kind of play together. Like, it was just a joke. You have, and, and, and at the end of the day, you have these players in Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews that need to step up. They're your big guys. At the end of the day, in terms of winning playoff series and rounds, you need your big players and your superstars, which they are, especially based on the regular season, they are classified as superstars, to show up. Yes, John Tavares went down in game one. That was a big loss, but not to the point where we shouldn't have made it out of this round. Yes, okay, and then Muzzin. Muzzin got injured, a groin injury from what? From skating too hard? What a joke. The guy's always getting injured. Give me a break. Anyways, that's a whole nother story. That's a moot point at that point. Anyways, but you got no heart. You come out flat. Your superstars need to show up. The fact that Mitch Marner in 18 playoff games has zero goals. Zero goals. He also has six penalties career in the playoffs. Five of them are him flipping the puck over the boards. Buddy, wake up. Like, Kyle Dubas, as much as everybody wants to blame him for handcuffing us with these big contracts, in the end, yes, maybe he did. But you know what? He gave these kids the money. You know what? We'll give you the money. You want the five years? No problem. You want the six years? No problem. You need some better players around you? We're going to bring them in. Sign John Tavares, bring in a bunch of other guys, pick up Muzzin, you know, uh, Freddie Anderson not really – playing too well, picked up Campbell, picked up Riddich at the deadline. Um, you uh, you can't deal with the coach, Mike Babcock, because, you know, I mean, mind you, I've even said it, I didn't like Babcock, but at the same time, he's hard on the guys. So they got rid of him. They're bringing Sheldon Keith, who's more like a buddy-buddy kind of coach. But when are these guys going to be held, held accountable? You're getting paid $11 million a year and you don't show up. So... It's just, I don't know where we go from here. I'm not saying blow up the team, but the mentality that is in that locker room, the fact that they just have zero heart, they don't look like they want to win. They, you, can't, you can't come into the playoffs and play like you played in the regular season. It's just not going to fly. And there's the analytical side of it. With Sheldon Keefe, like, you had three months to figure out the power play. You can't figure it out with the amount of arsenal of talent that you have on that team. How do you not figure that out? How to set up, how to take shots, how to get a guy in front of the net. Some guy to add like throw carry price off his game a bit. You didn't do any of that. I just, I,
1: thought I don't know. It was supposed to be Wayne Simmons. I thought Wayne Simmons was supposed to be the agitator in front of the net. Right. Like, yeah. I don't even th- I don't even think I heard much of Wayne Simmons in this series at all and Joe Thornton I mean Joe Thornton forget it he can't play playoff hockey he's too slow
0: he can't like and even never mind playoff hockey why do you have him on the power play like just the guy like come on man like and you just whatever like he was he's brought in for leadership but at the end of the day he's a a coach don't be
1: on the ice yeah
0: yeah it's just it's downright awful it's really disappointing that they like, you know, Montreal had no reason to win that series at all. Um, no,
1: Montreal's argu- argued, arguably, <laughs> they were the worst team in the playoffs because they were the last team to qualify.
0: Well, that and not to mention, pretty much everybody that scored on your team. I had no, no idea who they were. No idea other than maybe Suzuki and OK, Gallagher, but I had like you can't like I mean I know you're you're a Habs fan so you would know all these different players, yeah. but I couldn't name a lot of the players other than Anderson on the team and Carey Price and Shea Weber. After that, like it's pretty and okay, Druin, but Druin's not even playing. He left for personal reasons, whatever. Yeah. But like I mean, you like like you you hear these names, fair enough, like cocking Yami and, and whatever. It. These aren't household names. These aren't Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. John Tavares, you know, they're they're not those kind of caliber players or at least like that you, you hear about. It's just, I don't know what's worse right now, being a Leafs fan or being an Edmonton Oilers fan. You have these elite players on your team and, but mind you, like, I mean, Edmonton's not where we are because we shouldn't, we have the talent on paper. There's, we should have steamrolled Montreal. We should have steamrolled your team and, I couldn't. Like, the fact that it went to seven games, what a joke. What a joke. Just, I I don't know. Like, I, like, I joke right now. I'm like, I'm ready to buy a Kraken jersey. It's in the mail because I'm ready to just, like, jump ship on this team because it's just so disappointing watching that. I just, like, how you do that and how you, like, any Leaf fan who spends a dollar from here on out, Jesus like that's just you might as well burn your money like burn your money because like the product that's like if they don't make significant changes or bring in some kind of like shake-up they need like John Tortorella to come in and just light a fire under their ass oh, or something and maybe not necessarily to that effect but they need somebody to like hold these no, players accountable I, I agree stop dude. being little bitches stop being yeah. prima donnas like you said which I defended earlier in the year and whatever and and years previous but like you guys are a bunch of sucky little wimps They're you guys just, don't know hard i just
1: yeah and anyways i'm sorry no no that's okay i keep cutting you off but the problem it does kind of start with dubis because he gave these kids all this money without them doing anything yeah um austin matthews thinks he's the greatest player on the planet because he can score 40 goals against a defensively awful north division and sure maybe he'll score 40 goals once the league goes back to normal well
0: to be but, fair he's scored like he's been scoring at a pace of like 40 goals a season all the way through regardless great. right that's
1: great but he, in the
0: playoffs that doesn't mean shit
1: it i could care less how many rocket richard like nobody it's funny nobody gave alex ovechkin the 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 like they everyone always glorified him as being an amazing goal scorer an amazing goal scorer but he never won so he yeah. never got that respect right that no whatever and then he won and it's like okay he's got one and it's probably the only one he'll get realistically
0: however though with Ovechkin in the first 5 years and like they were saying cuz they were comparing Ovechkin to like Austin Matthews or yeah. Mitch Marner or like probably more Austin Matthews yeah. and they were saying though in the first three or, or, say, five years, I think he made it out of the first round three times. They won three rounds. They won three rounds in the end. In the first five years, these kids have done nothing. Like, they've done nothing. Like, the first year you lose in game seven to Washington, that's understandable. But now, like, as well, the, yeah. the years keep going, you can't keep on losing. you got to make it out of the first round I, at the very I, least.
1: I think, I think that's the point, is that, the the fawning over austin matthews you know me i'm and so i was a huge defender of mitch marner and you were saying how he's not a playoff performer and i was like okay that was last year it was like in the bubble it's kind of shitty whatever but this like he was brutal in these playoffs and and austin matthews had one goal yeah like it's they they can't they don't like being challenged I think and in the regular season especially this season it was just it was like the north division was such crap like yeah in a normal in a normal season the Leafs wouldn't finish top of their division in a normal season no with the alignment being that it was before having yeah well because they're in Boston
0: there's no way
1: okay no so they they had this it's ever since that core came together, this like arrogance about them. And it's like, they're such an arrogant group of guys who have for people, for players who've never won anything. You haven't even, forget about like a, a cup. I'm talking like they haven't even won a playoff round. And so the playoffs are a lot different. So you mentioned like how Montreal had a bunch of like no names scoring. Well, this is, it brings me back to Dubis, right? It's like, okay, who who do you get to compliment, you know, your, your, ta- your star players, right? Not that Montreal has star players, but like, you know, who do you get to compliment your core pieces? So he goes out and he gets Corey Perry, who I do not like, but,
0: yeah. but he's a he, playoff performer. He's a, and playoff they picked, and a Stanley cup winner. They, they picked up Stanley cup winners
1: that exactly they who picked they
0: pick up, up eric Stahl. they picked exactly. up Corey perry um, exactly
1: so they pick up and um, guff won with chicago so they pick up they pick up these stanley cup winners and guys who who are playoff performers um wayne simmons is i i feel like he's part of that last era of that breed of hockey player where it's just it's not effective anymore like it's very rare that it's effective. Um, Joe Thornton, retire, become a coach, dude. Like you cannot keep up with any of these young kids. Uh, Nick Felino, Yeah. He's like your good fourth, third, fourth liner, you know, but has he, is he a proven playoff performer? No,
0: like, no,
1: it's, it's, but like they, I, I just, I just think that it, it, in the reality is, is that nothing will change this year like there will be no changes because they'll say things like, oh, well, we lost our captain in the first game, which is real. it's a shitty break for them. But like John Tavares is having a very average season anyways. Yeah. He could have, he could have come alive in the playoffs. Who knows? Um, losing Muzzin in the seventh game, that's a non-factor for you guys. Like he's not someone who was going to make a difference anyways. Um, no. You, you know, Jack well, Campbell, bless his heart. He's not a number one goalie.
0: He's uh, not, but, like, I mean, it wasn't his fault that we lost. Like, in the yeah, end, it, he played well enough for us to win. Yeah. And yeah. you have, like, th- this is where, again, like, I mean, it's just it's a combination of things. It's between players not being held accountable. Then you you have, okay, so Dubis and signings and stuff like that, you can say yes because he gave the money, and then it, it comes with the territory of some kind of arrogance. But at the end of the day, it's also accountability. And in the end, you still have to be held accountable for what you're getting paid for. Like at the end of the day, like for you to simply like say, "Well, I'm making 11 million dollars, so I don't give a shit anymore." That's unacceptable. You have to own up to the contract, right? So like a lot of people, they were shitting bricks all over Willie neander's contract, but in the end, he played this series he the biggest performer. He, he, right. The other thing is, is that you have like like Kerfoot on there, and they were saying like, "Oh, you." he's played out decent. He was garbage. He was garbage. Like, I hope he's part of the draft to go to Seattle because see you later, bud. You have 4 million. You suck. You suck. And like, the thing was, is like they had him playing more minutes than Jason Spezza who's actually scoring goals. Like Spezza was actually scoring goals. So why? And like Spezza, like was actually shooting the puck. Like Mitch Marner, why are you not shooting on the power play? And this this whole thing that like where Sheldon Keith, it's about puck possession. Enough with a puck possession. There's puck possession and then there's playoff hockey. And in playoff hockey, it's more about the dump and chase, really, in, in my opinion. You have to go back to the old school way with a little bit of new school because like it's just you need to dump and chase. Like like they can't score on you if you're 200 feet away from your own net. So if you're dumping, chasing, you're grinding, you're hitting, and you're throwing the body around, and you're trying to get the puck and cycling it, and that you keep doing that, and eventually, like you're going to produce res- like opportunities to score.
1: Yeah, but guys like uh, Marner and Matthews, they don't want. They don't
0: to. do that. They, they do a poke check with. They, they do the poke check with their stick, and oh well, what's the big deal? I lost Matthews another 50-50 battle.
1: Snipe it from the circle, wrist shot. He, you know, Marner just wants to dipsy do through his legs, you know, make slick passes. Yeah. It's like... They're know,
0: looking for cute goals, and it's just, it's unacceptable in the playoffs.
1: So the first two games of the second round between um, Tampa and Carolina, so you have, you have two teams there that can score a lot of goals. And the first two games, Tampa's won, and they've been by a score of two to one. Yeah. So that just shows you that you're going to have to play better defensively. Your goaltenders need to be good. And also like, you need to find other ways to win other than risking it from the circle. Like if you're not it. So my point is like, if you're not going to be scoring these goals because it's everything's tighter, then you have to be part of the solution to prevent them.
0: Well, exactly. The other thing is like, you have to be willing to adjust.
1: Well, you have to and be also, willing to I,
0: adjust in game two. Like yeah,
1: I think Sheldon Keith. I uh, don't know. I don't know how he somehow got out. I actually forgot who the head coach of Montreal was um, for a few games because uh, I don't know who he is, really. He was the assistant. I know it's, it's the intern in the coach. But Sheldon Keith got out coached. Alex Burroughs outcoached Manny Malhotra for the power play on Montreal's end. Um, Carrie Price was a better goaltender than Jack Campbell, but I don't think a lot of people would be surprised about that. And no, it's you know, and it, it wasn't Jack Campbell's fault, but part of the problem with Toronto for a while when it comes to goaltending is they'll have goaltenders who'll make those routine saves, but they won't steal you games, right? And that's the difference between that can be the difference between... Um... That,
0: that can be the difference, but, like, the thing is, is that in this particular series, you didn't need Jack Campbell to steal you games. You just needed him to keep you in games, which he did. Yeah. And so the thing is, is, like, Carey Price, like, in terms of you look at his statistics against the Leafs, it looks amazing. But with those statistics, it's like he was playing catch. You like you're coming down on breakaways and you're shooting it right at him. What yeah. do you think is going to happen? Like, he's going to stop it. You got to either deke, you got to do something. What the only time when we were scoring goals in that is when you're putting him in uncomfortable situations where he was having to dance around the crease. That's where we scored. Like, you, you're not, and same thing with like the, the power play. Like, you just you didn't fire enough shots on net. The fact that it looked like every time it was on the power play. It looked like you guys were on the power play and we were killing a penalty because yeah. you guys were in our zone half the time. It's just,
1: there I don't were, know. It's just, yeah. it's
0: disappointing. There it's, were, it's just, there
1: were a yeah. lot of, there were a lot of things that like, if I was a Leafs fan, I'd be so pissed about, like, I mean, it's, it's blown, it's also much like, well, first of all, you lose to the Canadians, which is like the last thing you want to do. It's kind of like how Haps fans would never want to lose to the Leafs. Right. Yeah. But you had three chances to close it out. Okay. So. Let's for argument's sake, just for argument's sake, let's say um, you could say, well, games five and six, it was overtime, so it was a toss up. OK, OK, fair. You know, it was a top. That's right. It's a flip of a coin. It's a it's, it's one bad play that ends up in the back of your net. So then you get to game seven. Right. And you score one goal. You score one goal when it doesn't really matter anymore. Right. That goal was scored when it was already three nothing Montreal.
0: But that's just the point. It's the fact that, like, you had three games to close it out, and you played from behind all three games. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you have game five where, you know, I forget what exactly happened with the first call. I just remember the second one, like, you had, like, Marner flips the puck over the boards. And then it's a five on three, and then they scored another goal. And then it was, whether it was goaltender interference in that, which, like, people are arguing, well, what like, uh, Jack Campbell made no attempt to get back into the net. It's like, well, he stopped the first one. There's four Leafs there, and they can't shoot the puck out of the area. Mm -hmm. So how can that really be his fault? Yeah, there was a player there, but, like, it wasn't – he wasn't going to be able to get back in the net for that. But so there goes, like, you know, and then you managed to climb back out. You tie it up, you go to overtime, you'll lose in, in 59 seconds. Galchenyuk gives it up, Suzuki and another guy go down on a breakaway. It call field. Right. So, yeah. and then game six, you come out completely flat. You're falling all over the ice. The first two periods were just absolutely awful. Um, and you had to play again from behind, like, like I, I saw Marta, the one thing that he did say was that they play better with the lead and it's like yes but yeah, you need to it. show up from the puck drop if you're not going to show up from puck drop you're not going to play with the lead but it's, so you can't you can't come up flat like that. But that it's just it's unacceptable
1: yeah but th- but that whole that whole way of thinking is well we play better with the lead it's like well suck it up buttercup this playoff yeah. hockey, you're not always gonna have a lead you have to no. the same way regardless
0: yeah you gotta find ways to win but the thing is is that you have to show up and act like you have like you have to have some heart like yeah. that's the difference between the Leafs like right now versus like the Leafs of the 90s with Doug Gilmore and, and Wendell Clark and I know it's a different era completely but and same thing with like the Matt Sundin era but you have players that want to win you have the Darcy Tuckers and the Ty Domies and I mean Ty Doney was terrible but he was willing to do whatever it took to to stay on the team and throw his body around and and be a role player and so forth now you just have like right now it's just you have these pre-madonnas that now have been overpaid and are underperforming so now it's the begs the question of do you unload one of these players right so well, and yeah. and in which case like I mean, you have to explore these options because how can you not? You, you haven't made it out of the first round. It's not working. Um, but are you willing to actually give up on these kids? Probably not. It's probably not going to change. They're going to do some small minor changes this offseason. As much as Leafs fans don't want that or want to see some significant change. But you have to at least flirt with the idea of potentially trading one of the, one of the kids. Well, they're not even kids anymore, as far as I'm concerned. But um, so which one do you trade? And like, obviously, like Willie Nylander, you know, because he's his stock is high right now. He would be an option. But would you really trade him because he has better value right now for seven million for what he does? He has better value. So now it becomes like you have a guy in Mitch Marner who's still a generational talent in terms of the regular season hasn't been able to do it in the playoffs and like obviously as a Leaf fan I would hate to see him to go to another team and now he's lighting the lamp and setting up goals and you know he's out of the spotlight that is Toronto that seems to be like the career killers of the the NHL it seems these days and just moving forward but I just like I mean I'm not willing to give up on Mitch Marner but it's just like something has to give. they like either all the front office has to be fired and you need to bring new guys in that are going to hold these guys more accountable and if if they're still not going to show up then yeah like I I still think it's one more year that they're like because you have Austin Matthews for another three years you have uh uh Mitch Marner under contract for four more years you have Tavares for I don't know five years I think I'm not entirely sure but And mind you, Tavares has a no-trade clause. I don't know about Marner, but I'm pretty sure they have a lot of no-movement clauses, anyways, or they may only have a select few of teams that you're allowed to trade them to. So at that point, you got to make a decision. Now, mind you, if if you're going to trade Marner, then you better be getting like you can't be trading Marner to get picks. You like if if that is an option and that's what you're potentially deciding to do, which I still don't think that that's the right play either. Um, but if you were to flirt with that idea, you need to get a player back in return. And we're not talking about a prospect or some guy that's about to come up or whatever. No, you need a player that can like play right now. So, and it's just, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, like I was listening on Overdrive and a couple other stations yesterday, just again, just before, to get a little bit more knowledge, I guess, on all these different moving parts that could be happening in the offseason. They're saying that they could free up, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, 11 million, I think, in, in cap space. Because you got Jumbo Joe, see you later. If you decide that you don't bring back Simmons, that's another mill. Goshen, I mean, I, he, I could see him just leaving. Although, I, I like, he was actually pretty decent for what you got him for. And I wouldn't mind bringing him back. You have to bring Sandine up. Like, there's no question you have to bring Sandine up. So, at that point, or you trade him and get something else for him. But I, and mind you, out of Sandine and Dermot, I would take Sandine because I think Sandine, like, yeah, he had a couple hiccups in the playoffs. But in the end, like, when you're not consistently giving him a shot, it makes it very difficult for him to get some consistency. So I think you trade Dermott, in my opinion. Um, Kerfoot, you put him up for the draft. See you later. The $4 million of that. And, uh, I mean, Spezza, if he wants to come back and he's coming back on a team-friendly deal, I say you bring him back. I mean, I, I honestly, I like, out of the, the older guys on the team and, and that situation, I say is still worth bringing back out of all of them. I don't think the rest of them are. Well, I think you could bring Simmons back but use him for what you brought him in for. They didn't use him in the playoffs for what you needed him for. You needed him in front of the net.
1: to I create
0: just, havoc.
1: I just don't think he he can play that way anymore. I don't think he's as effective as he was and uh No, cuz
0: he's he's older.
1: The the thing right? is about not losing faith. It's not about losing faith in the young guys or questioning their ability. It's having these guys together can they win together because like think about it the past four seasons all the Leafs have done is make tweaks and minor tweaks around them and adding these pieces and these pieces and it still hasn't worked so at some point you're going to have to be like okay maybe this team can't win with Marner and Matthews on the same team that's that very well be the reality.
0: That could very well be a reality, which is pretty sad. When you have two players of that caliber, and because of their well, I th- their narrow-minded attitudes about how they handle themselves on the ice, it's just you know your attitude in the playoffs is just like, well, what? Who cares? It's just like I, whatever. Yeah,
1: I I think they were. I think Leafs fans, or maybe Leafs management, or media, or whatever we hoping that Marner and Matthews would be Kane and Taves, right? I
0: think that's exactly what they were hoping for.
1: Well, they called Jonathan Taves Captain Serious,
0: so that's and, all you need to know about and that. And that's it, exactly.
1: Right? Uh, Patrick Kane it's is a
0: natural goal scorer. <laughs> yeah, even in the playoffs. But that's that's the whole thing. So it's. <laughs> I just don't understand how you can justify taking 11 million and playing like that. Like regard, like, I mean, yeah, I would never, I, like, I would, if I was in the position, just, it just would be a different story. I mean, obviously I would never be in the position. because I'm not good enough to get there, but it's just, I just trying to understand like their logic of how they handle themselves. It's just, what? how can you like, accept being taken 11 million, $11 million dollars, and you're doing that on the ice in the playoffs, like how, like, I just, you should be embarrassed for yourself, your family, anybody that cheered for you, you should be embarrassed. Like for them, like, even like, cause listening to Mitch Marner about his like his post game and just, well, we're just, you know, going to have to, you know, try harder like you know come ready uh come uh, spring training or whatever not spring training sorry i'm thinking baseball but training camp and you know uh try and turn this thing around and whatever and it's just like very generic just bullshit answers like buddy you have like even in your post game you have like no no heart no nothing it's just very monotone like even i listen to austin matthews like Eight minutes or nine minutes of him talking about it, It's like, yeah, oh, obviously we're disappointed. And da, da 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 da. And it's just like, you know, they asked him about winning the, which again, you have these reporters that ask him just stupid questions like, yep. how does it feel winning this award? And da, da 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 da. And it's just like, you know, by your voted by your peers. And it's like, buddy, why are you even asking him about this stupidity? You should be asking him, why did you lay an egg in the playoffs?
1: Well that's, are you, that's like
0: what are you gonna do to like come back next season and turn this thing around? When is your attitude gonna yeah. change? When are you gonna get some heart? When are you when are you guys gonna realize that you need to stop being a primatana? Like just add like somebody out, like I want a reporter to actually ask them a legit question instead of just beating around the bush.
1: Well, that's like, just yeah, you just answered your own question. Actually, what I was going to say is the reason why these guys can take $11 million and play like that is because in the regular season, everybody's falling all over them for how amazing they are and how many goals they're scoring and this and that. And the other thing that no one ever challenges them and is like, hey, do you think that you're not a Like, play- Because I read a headline on TSN and it's like, are Marner and Matthews just regular season players? Yeah. But like, has anyone actually... That's just like a, an opinion piece right but is anybody has will anyone in the media actually stop and say to them and be like do you think you guys are only regular season performers because you haven't performed in the playoffs like there's no challenge there right so they're just being told by fans and the media and everyone that they're so great yeah but they're just like meh yeah like we had some looks it just didn't go our way blah 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 blah, blah.
0: just loxadaisical yeah it's just yes. like, uh, you know, whatever, you know, I'm a stud. doesn't matter. I don't it's really weird. care. I don't care what, like, what like, you know, you guys can think what you want, but whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm making 11 million. Yeah. I got a dirty mustache. And yeah, I got my, my shave drew, that crap up.
1: Justin Bieber drew clothing line on.
0: Yeah. Just what a bunch of garbage. I just like. I don't know. I don't know how you look in the mirror and just like, wow, I'm I'm the man. I just that just because he's got
1: 11 mil, that's why.
0: Yeah, great. So you got 11 mil, but you you're complete garbage.
1: Oh, and he won the Rocket Richard.
0: Good. (laughs) Yeah, big deal. Like, but like it, you know. And even like, I mean, I even said I was like, that's amazing, you know. Like, you know, he scored 40 goals, 41 goals in 56 games. Like, wow, that's that's a real accomplishment. When you get one goal in seven playoff games it's not much of an accomplishment at that point no between the two best players on the team you got one goal between the two of you and you got one guy who's got more times of flipping pucks over the net or sorry over the boards than he has goals in playoff games it's just i don't know it's disappointing anyways i think i'm done with with the rant yeah i've said as much as i possibly can hopefully something happens in the offseason so I'm either, I mean, at this point, I mean, I'm, I'm all, I'm up for anything, whether it's major changes, like just something needs to happen. I, I probably, I, I dare, I say, I don't think I'm going to like, if depending on what happens this off season, I probably will not watch a regular season playoff or regular season game next year. I'll wait until the playoffs to see what the hell they do. And I'm not well, like, I'll cause I'll it's just
1: that I'm going to see unless, yeah. they make
0: unless they make some changes. significant changes and like, you know, I see some kind of blockbuster deal either happen or uh, they make significant changes in front office and they bring in some better guys. Like I guess it's just, you know, sometimes I just like and and cause like I've come to the defense and aid of Kyle Dubas and given to the benefit of the doubt. I've even said, like, you know, I like like when Sheldon Keith first came in and stuff like that. But I guess like right now I feel like I was like, oh, what what could have been had we had lou and potentially barry trots you know yeah maybe a different story but time will tell we'll see what happens anyways let's uh let's jump into uh the nba
1: oh that's a gong show
0: that's uh, a loaded subject <laughs> um Well, I guess I'll start off with just the Raptors. Unfortunately, they didn't make the playoffs. However, they know how to win a round. Uh, So all the the Leafs fans that that can't seem to understand what basketball is and thinks it's P.S. and da-da-da-da-da, well, they made the playoffs the last seven out of eight seasons, and they were able to make it out of the first round. I'll just say that and leave it there. And you can just stop with all your chirping of the Raptors. And they also oh, by the way, they have a championship for the last two seasons. So mm-hmm. anyways, um, and Messiah Ujiri, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I think he has every right if he decides to leave. I think the latest rumor was that he's considering going back to Africa. And I'm not entirely sure. Maybe it's as, like some kind of more bigger thing than bigger than basketball. I don't exactly know. However, whatever he decides to do, that's entirely up to him. He's earned every right. I mean, I obviously hope that he stays. I don't think as much as Raptors fans are holding their breath on what he's going to do. Um, if he does happen to leave, we're going to be okay. They have Bobby Webster. It's going to be all right. They have a good core of players. They are still, again, one superstar or at least a player that can take over games like Kawhi Leonard. Oh, I hope he loses to Dallas. Um, <laughs> away from being a contender again. So they have a good second, third, and fourth options on that team. It's just we'll wait and see what happens. But uh, with COVID and injuries hitting this year, no excuses. They still could have made the playoffs, but they unfortunately didn't. I like some of the players. I like Gary Trent beat the the trade as much as I was uh, upset that uh, Powell got dealt. Um, And Powell's doing good things for Portland, although they lost last night, even though Dame Lillard put up 51. Uh, I I like Gary Trent. I like that pickup. And uh, we'll see what happens moving forward with the Raptors. Excuse me. Um, that being said, uh, there's been a lot of um, just fan and player interactions that have been, again, I've been using disappointment all the whole episode long. So why not, you know, continue, continue on with that? Disappointing with fans throwing popcorn on Russell Westbrook spitting on Trey Young, uh,
1: throwing, water bottles down, throwing water
0: bottles at Kyrie Irving, although Kyrie Irving also disrespected Boston fans in the sense where he stomped all over the logo in the middle of the, uh, the I don't know, is it, is it the leprechaun or the Celtic? I, I, I forget what like the guy's Anyways, you know, yeah, so... Yeah. They stepped on, or he stepped on his face, which to Boston fans is a big no-no, uh, which and I'm not excusing the whole water bottle being thrown at all. But Kyrie Irving, it should never, that should never have happened, but I I'd still think Kyrie Irving's is a piece of shit. But anyways, um, but that being said, um, I think fans need to be better. I think that you shouldn't like the whole thing with like Russell Westbrook with the popcorn, even John Morant in Utah, like his dad's in the stands with his kids, and they're yelling N-bombs and all sorts of racist things to John Morant. Like, come on, come on, guys. Whether it's Americans or potentially Canadians that live down there or whoever. Like, come on. This this is unacceptable. You know, you can't be yelling that stuff, like that's ridiculous that's yeah you know Kevin Durant was kind of right in one sense and like they're not they're not animals you know they're people too like regardless of how much money they make and stuff like that and and you can chirp them and you know get behind your team and come up with like some good chirps and and rants of sorts when you're you know you're behind your team and you're trying to throw the other opposing players off their game however like I mean you know trying to spit on Trey Young as he's trying to inbound the ball like come on that's just
1: it's just yeah I I don't know like it's like almost like soccer hooliganism you know like how soccer fans in the UK yeah they are like they're like violent and crazy and I don't know if it's like because people were locked up in their houses for so long or you know racial tensions in the state's how, you know, we're simmering for a bit and now that things are open, they can just boil over. I don't know if it has anything to do with race. I mean, you know, it's, it, you can't really say one way or the other, but I've always felt that in basketball is that one sport that when you see live there, the access to players is, is too easy. Like it's like, I've never understood courtside seats, like fans sitting on the court, like, yeah, like the fan I,
0: that ran on
1: the yeah. The just,
0: court. It's I just
1: feel like there's there's too much access for people to come in contact with the players. Like it's I don't know it's weird. And the throwing things I, I don't, you know I I quote unquote hate a lot of sports teams and players and stuff. But I I don't understand this mentality where I'm gonna throw something at them or I'm going to spit at them, which is like. Yeah. It, I don't know It for me, it just seems, it seems so
0: like juvenile,
1: odd that, that, you know, that, that people take it this far and, you know, like you can, you can like razz them and say you're a shitty player or like, oh, you know, you got hands like a baby or whatever. You can't do anything. My grandmother can dribble better than you, whatever, yada, yada, yada. But to like, Oh, I don't know. It's just, it's been weird. It's kind of overshadowed a lot of what's happened in the playoffs, you know, like in terms of the fact that the Suns are up
0: against the Lakers in
1: series, which makes me so happy.
0: Oh, me too. Uh,
1: like I said, uh, I quote unquote, hate LeBron James, that, the athlete, not the person, because I think me what too. he does off the court is yeah. very commendable. But mm-hmm. as an athlete uh, and as a player, he's just such standard. a such a fraud. But yeah. anyways, it's a whole other episode. Uh, but yeah, I feel like all these things that have happened with the fan interactions and the players and stuff, you know, it, it it's kind of overshadowed a lot of that. And I don't understand why it's happening. Like, it, it, I don't remember basketball, it being like this. And I have no idea like what the the rise in this is, it could be people are just like, they've been cooped up for so long and now they feel they can just act however they want or I have no idea. Like, it's just, it's crazy for me to see that happening like four different in- instances in the span of a week, you know, yeah. um,
0: but- Terrible to see.
1: Yeah, but I, I am really happy to see the Lakers be down. I really hope they lose this series I, do too. I really think people need to be talking more about the fact that LeBron can't win unless he's got one or two other superstars with him. Yeah. He can't carry a team. He can't carry a team to a championship. That's for sure. No. Um, that's- it,
0: it, it's interesting to watch. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, cause like, even there was like that quote where he's like, well, he's like, I'll just, uh, uh, you know, I'll carry the team on my back. I've done it before. Yeah, like the- and it's like when when have you done it before? I have these when have you done for it a reason.
1: So if I gotta put yeah, it, it's like
0: it's just like buddy, just I don't know. He's a anyways. Like I, I don't like the athlete, him as off the court, you know. He's done a lot of like you said, uh, you know, a lot of good things off the court. Um but yeah, I hope Phoenix manages to win and I, I like I honestly, I, like I'm liking Chris Paul more and more, just because of like what he's been able to do, uh, from like going to from team to team, so to speak. Like even yeah, what kind of he did with Oklahoma City last year, and I mean, you know, like the Houston thing, it just didn't work out between him and Harden. But mind you, there was the one year where they almost beat Golden State, and if had he not get hurt, he gets hurt a lot though, yeah. unfortunately, and he got hurt in this series too but uh he's a good leader and like they got a good group of guys on on the the Suns, and hopefully they're able to close it out we'll see what happens um you know the milwaukee bucks managed to get you know some uh redemption from last year losing to uh, miami by sweeping them this year mm-hmm. um so it'll be interesting to see what the miami heat do in the off season because uh there's a few contracts there. I think Victor is done, and there's, a, like, uh, Goran Dragic is out, and who are they going to uh, bring to surround uh, Butler with, um, especially with this offseason being as uh, there's going to be a lot of free agents available. Um, obviously, Brooklyn is just walked away with against Boston, though, with uh, they scored, like, the three of them, Irving, Kevin Durant and, and James Harden had 104 points. Oh, 104 points. Okay,
1: 104
0: points between the three of them. And like, I mean, it's just it's not a contest really at this point. Um, I'm hoping though that like, I mean, I, I as much as like, yes, everybody's saying well, Brooklyn hands down and they're gonna win and blah 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 blah. However, like, I'm still rooting for Milwaukee. I think, uh, like, I didn't realize who Rue Holiday really was because. He was on Philly, then he was on New Orleans. And I I mixed him up with another guy. There's another holiday that was playing. And I guess I thought he was kind of a more of a mediocre kind of player. But yeah. he is actually a pretty good player and, and is a good complimentary third addition to uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. I think Chris Middleton has definitely stepped up his game to mm-hmm. the point where he's actually like he's taking big shots and hitting them. Um, so I, I, I like the Milwaukee Bucks at, le- at the very least giving a like Brooklyn a good run for their money. Um, I mean, Atlanta, like they should beat the Knicks. Uh, I saw Clint Capella. He's flapping his mouth though, talking a lot of trash to the New York Knicks. Um, Derek Rose, I thought like, again, Derek Rose, I got a soft spot for, I was hoping that he's going to figure it out and you know, and his game's changed and all the injuries aside, but he's, managed to come back and be a nice uh addition to the knicks uh with leadership and everything else but he's just like i'm 32 i've never talked trash to anybody in the nba and why am i gonna start now with like clink capella like no point kind of thing so i yeah. kind of like that
1: you had a really good answer for that yeah
0: yeah and uh I mean, while the Clippers, they're having difficulties, although they managed to come back against Dallas. But mind you, Donkic is having some neck issues. And um, I don't know what's going to happen in the Memphis-Utah series. Utah is like, that's the thing. Like, Utah is actually a really good team. But uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, It should be interesting. Even Portland. But mind you, like Denver, even without Jamal Murray, like they're still showing up. They beat Portland last night in double overtime.
1: Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah. I was kind of but, hoping Portland would pull it would have pulled it out, but
0: Yeah. Well, I, I feel for Dame Lillard. He's another guy that I, I really enjoy watching because he's another one of those players that's wanting to win in Portland. And yeah. wanting he's not, you know, about forming these super teams. He's just out about doing his business. He scored drop 51. He took the, he tied the game to take them to double overtime. And, yeah. you know, they unfortunately just couldn't get over the hump, but, uh, and mind you, they could still win that series. They could still win that series, but mind you Jokic is just having an MVP season and he's done everything the right way. in, in the playoffs and that, yep. um, a lot of people, like as much as, um, I, I haven't really been a big fan of Russell Westbrook um, just because I feel like he's a bit overrated. He takes a lot of shots, which he did the other night. He took like 20 shots. He only hit three. However, like people say that he's, he's pumped or like, he's, I don't, I don't know what it's called. Like where you're adding things to stats. Like I forget. Padding, his stats. Padding his stats. Yeah. And I find that very difficult, and that's kind of, again, in one of those things where, like, you got to give him a little bit, like, more respect than that. Like, he's yeah. he's 6'3", and he's averaging, like, 20 rebounds a game. Yeah. Not, maybe not that many. He's probably averaging more on the likes of, like, 10. But yeah, he's a small he guy. He's putting, like, the, the last game, he had, like, 22 rebounds or something like that. And, like, you know, people say that he needs the ball. But meanwhile, like, he has, like – 10 to 14 assists almost every- he has a triple double base he's an, uh, he's a triple double machine Yeah, and they don't really give him enough credit now mind you like because i was wondering why like there was no conversation about him being an mvp this year however washington isn't good enough like you can't be an mvp on a like for a losing team it's rare team still has to win yeah like that that was my big argument with one of my friends about like bryce harper like, yeah, the guy was, like, he was batting, like, 400, and he had, like, all his stats were, like, up when he won the MVP, I think. But it's, like, their team didn't make the playoffs. How can he be an MVP? So, mm-hmm. great. He's individually, like, talented. Yes, he should have won the Silver Slug Slugger Award, but the MVP, I was, and like, how can...
1: His team hasn't... doesn't has make sense to me. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, but hopefully... The fans start being better, or at the very least, uh Adam Silver and the NBA, they have discussions about, you know, putting more separation between the fans and and, and the, the, players, the, the yeah. players. Because like, you know, the players should be protected. It shouldn't come to the fact that like I'm inbounding the ball and I'm about to get spit on. Like come that's, on. Yeah, that's so messed up. Or like my kids are at the game and you are yelling racist like just very derogatory comments in the direction of me when my kids like right in front of you. Like, I mean, come on, that's just not right. Um, but anyways, we'll, uh, we'll keep this thing moving. Yep. Um, talk a little bit about the Jays. Jays are, uh, they are 28 and 25 fourth place in the division of very difficult AL East, you know, the beast in the East. Um, well, mind you, Boston was very surprising this year. The fact that they're leading the charge I just with
1: I didn't expect like Nixon, I didn't as expect good them as they to
0: are. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it's it's funny. I feel like Leafs fans now should probably turn their attention to the Jays and put their all their energy behind cheering for the Jays.
0: Especially Vladi Guerrero right now, because he's on fire. He's batting, he's got a batting average of three forty one. Yep. Sixty four hits. He got seventeen home runs. The guy is just Playing very well. Uh, you got Bo Bichette right behind him with a lot of good stats. You got Ryu. Like, you know, they're an exciting Marcus team to Sabian's watch.
1: Having a having a good season so far, too.
0: Yeah, and this, this Manoa guy that's coming up, uh, he looks like, I mean, again, let's not get our hopes up, but he could potentially be a stud mm-hmm. or at the very least a good complementary piece to the rotation yep. uh, moving forward. Their bullpen obviously needs a bit of work. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's ref- well, it's refreshing to see a franchise that's doing very well considering like their one big offseason acquisition has yet to really play a game in George yeah, Springer, that, like, You can't I, even run around the bases apparently.
1: Yeah. For, for me, I'm just like, did your, did your medical staff not like give this guy a physical, like work him out before signing into this deal? Like,
0: yeah. It,
1: and I know like guys can get hurt and whatever, but it just seems like it, it's yeah, like he played only like in a handful, maybe of se- preseason games. And he's played, what, in one game this season?
0: I think so, like, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: it's weird. I actually forgot that he was on the team until a couple days ago when they mentioned, I, was, I think I was watching Center or something. Yeah. And I'm just like, like dude, like it, fix your calf, like stretch it out, bud like yeah. whatever it is
0: well it seems to be like, like baseball players they have like the, the weirdest injuries and just like very again prima donna kind of injuries Like you remember like aaron sanchez with like the finger like the amount of times that it was just like it's a fingernail it's a blister it's i jammed my finger in my suitcase like mm-hmm. i mean come on well like with, I just... with,
1: with pitchers i can I'm totally with you on that with pitchers. I think, you know, if you have like a, a blister that's underneath your fingernail and on, on your throwing hand, I understand how that can mess with your mechanics and you maybe be like, can't throw the ball the way that you want. Right. Yeah. Um, do I think that if you have like a hangnail on your non-throwing hand, you should be placed on the IL. No. Um, you know, the, the common thing that you hear with players is like, oh, um, forearm tightness
0: yeah.
1: or, uh calf tightness. Get a massage or something, dude. Like, l- leg it out. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, you, it's, it's very strange, the difference in injuries with, between the sports, right? And obviously, you know, I'm always going to think that hockey players are the toughest players, them and football players. Um, yeah. Softest are definitely basketball and baseball, but you know, and oh, I
0: probably soccer.
1: so Oh yeah, well that's just a whole other ball. Yeah. Games, but and and I get that there are certain parts of the body on baseball players that, like, if you're like if you have like an oblique strain, you're not going to be batting. Like you can't twist your body, you can't put that power behind it, right? I I get yeah. it, but like if you're just a little bit sore. You know, like, yeah, it's, I don't know. Hopefully, whatever the hell's wrong with Springer, it gets sorted when, like, because I think once July rolls around, that's when, like, the season starts getting pretty serious. Like, if you're out of it by in July, if you're not in the mix in July, you're not making it, right? You're not making it. At least historically in baseball. So I hope that gets figured out. I think it'd be fun. I think, I think the city of Toronto needs, a team to go on and run this year um, especially after what happened um, yeah so I don't know I'm, I'm not actively watching baseball I, I tune in here and there but it'd be fun to have some competitive meaningful baseball played in the city we'll see
0: well I think uh, I mean I'm gonna give it a couple more days but I think I'm gonna start getting I'm gonna start watching the games just to get my mind off of the, the heartache. terrible heartaches and the demise of the Toronto Maple. Well, Leafs. you know what
1: Leafs fans can do now. It's like one of my favorite things to do when my team is out. You can hate watch the the Habs versus Jets and cheer for the Jets. Yeah, that's what you can do.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could. I I don't like because it well, it's funny. Like I mean, I I've hated on the Habs for a long time, but I don't necessarily even like hate them. Like I just, I I think I I hate my team more right now. Yeah, like it just, that's understandable. I I don't, yeah, I don't I don't even want to watch the playoffs to be honest. I I just after watching that, it's just it's too hard to watch. I think right now. I mean, never say never. I'll probably start tuning in eventually, but I just like right now. It's it's, you know. I I've never said about the Leafs, this is the year or anything like that, but I guess it was just, and I never said even this year that this could be the year. Um, Now, mind you, that being said in my, my NHL playoff pool, I did actually have the Leafs to win it all, but that was also because I won the regular season pool. So, and I didn't have to pay any money and I was just like,
1: yeah whatever. Ride, whatever I was like
0: whatever let it ride and let's see what happens and hopefully yeah. like yeah the leaves come to fruition and things work out but I figured like it just yeah I would have at least liked to enjoy one round of them winning yeah if they I mean, lost to Winnipeg in the second round it still would have been at least well at least they
1: won one round yeah but, I, I, I I wouldn't have been sh- like I thought I'm like well they'll, they'll probably have an easy path to the semis because all they're playing are canadian teams and yeah they'll, yeah they'll probably pull it out you know and then get yeah. get completely squashed in in um in boston in but it was definitely a surprise i mean i it's a welcome surprise for me because i'm a habs fan but i feel your pain i would be so crushed and i would want it to just be wiped from my memory that it ever happened um so like I said, hopefully you take a couple days, watch some yeah. Jays.
0: That's all we can do.
1: Have a drink. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy your your new engagement and uh, put all your energy into finding a, a new house to buy.
0: That's it. That's yeah. all I can do. Exactly. Well, I think that about wraps it up for another episode of The Six Versus Everybody. We're going to uh, try and tune in and come out with another episode sooner than later. Um, But I don't want to promise anybody anything only because (laughs) life tends to get in the way. And every time I seem to say, yeah, we'll be back next week. Then a couple of weeks go by, but uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to try and get a a little bit of rhythm maybe going and and get things going with uh, these podcast episodes. But uh, in the meantime, thanks for listening. Uh, we're available on all platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and, uh, other social platforms, iTunes. Yep. Um, and, uh, look to the next episode.